this is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at The Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Amidst this coronavirus situation, which is changing all of our lives, definitely temporarily and perhaps even permanently, the question I have for you is, what will we learn from all this? When we get to the other side, what will be the outcomes? What will be the shifts? What will be the new normal that will then position us to the next new normal? I've talked about how the coronavirus global pandemic is an accelerant, an intensifier. What that means is that Things that were issues, problems, risks, maybe even opportunities, have been there, perhaps somewhat unconscious though. And now, because of this situation, it's as if it's blown the doors off of everything, exposing these problems, challenges, issues. So for example, if you were at risk because you had one major client that accounted for, say, 80% of the revenue of your organization, that's a risk. It doesn't matter whether there's a pandemic happening or not. Having 80% of your revenue tied to one stream, one customer, one client, is a risk. The coronavirus pandemic may just expose that sooner than it might have. So we're learning all sorts of things. If your organization wasn't already teleworking, it probably is now. And one of the things that I suspect is going to happen as a result in our new normal is that companies that are now working remotely their workforce working from home, when they come back to their brick and mortar offices, can they really require employees to work in the office five days a week if they had been successfully working from home? Organizations that didn't previously have a teleworking policy or a flexible working policy will probably now be forced to because their employees are going to say, hey, I was able to get work done from home. Why can't I do that at least part of the time now? Why do I have to come into the office every single day? So there's one. On that same lines, companies that had a pretty heavy brick and mortar presence Let's say they had an entire building or several floors in a high rise, and now most of their workers are working remotely. Hmm, do they need all that office space? Owners of commercial buildings that are now largely empty are hopefully looking at what do we do about this? Do we convert these spaces into something else? 
do we creatively and innovatively position ourselves differently? These are some of the things that we should be learning. Something else. We all had our own perception of this is how we have to do it or this is how things are. It's non-negotiable. We have to do things this way. Imagine church, school, weddings, even funerals. Now we are looking at remote options for all of those. I've seen articles in which weddings and memorial services have taken place via Zoom and Skype. Schools are forced to go to online learning options and platforms because they're not operating in the school buildings. Same thing with church congregations and other, um, other religious organizations. They're having to find other ways to connect with their congregations. A couple of months ago, we would have said there is no other option. You, you can't do a wedding virtually. You can't do a religious service virtually. Well, all of a sudden, the impossible becomes possible and the non-negotiable becomes negotiable. So what are you learning from this? Are there things you are realizing now that you thought were set in stone and non-negotiable that you've had to shift and adjust? If you haven't yet, what are some things that you still have that mindset around, no, it has to be done this way, or there is no other way to do it? I'd like to think that one of the things that we are going to learn from this and come out of this is a more creative and innovative way of thinking, a more flexible approach to business, life, and work, that our first knee-jerk response that, no, it has to be done that way, maybe we'll remember this interesting time in 2020 where, well, we actually had to find a different way. It reminds me of the scene in the movie Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks, and they're stuck up in Apollo 13, and they've, they've lost all sorts of equipment and indicators, air supply is a problem. And so back on Earth, there's a committee of saying, we have to find a way to get them more oxygen, more air supply. Here's what they have. So they have to cobble together some other way to get airflow using what they have. And it looks like something a kid made because there's a square box here and this taped together hose here, but it works. That is one of the things that I hope comes out of this is that we become more creative and innovative and with a sense of we can do that. We can solve any problem. We may have to come at it differently, but we, we can make it happen. We can solve this. I'd also like to ask, 
what have you learned about yourself throughout all this? Not just what you've learned about your organization and work life and how to manage people possibly remotely or how to manage people through a crisis, but what have you learned about yourself? What I know is I have learned that self-care is crucial and it always has been. That's the thing. It's not as if any of this is, has been a mystery or not applicable until now. It's like I said at the beginning of this episode, a lot of this stuff has been there. It's just that the coronavirus has intensified and accelerated the exposure of all this. Self-care is crucial. What I've learned about myself, and I've always been a proponent of self-care. I try to meditate. I try to get exercise. I try to get enough sleep. There are all these things I try to do. Prior to coronavirus, I wasn't necessarily as stringent about doing these things. What this pandemic has taught me about myself is that I really have to take care of myself. I need time to myself, for example, even more so than I ever did. I've shared before that we went from a household of two people and one cat to four and then five people and two cats. That makes my daily life very different. When there's only two people in the house, it's fairly easy for me to get time to myself. Not so easy when we've more than doubled the number of people and we're restricted on how much we leave the house. So I can't send people away, (laughs) go run errands or go off to the movies. Can't do that. So I'm having to find creative and innovative ways for time to myself in a household full of people And even 15 minutes here and there, a day, does wonders. So one of the things I'm going to take away from this situation personally is, even when we're not in a pandemic, when we reach the new normal in a few months, I cannot forget how important self-care and time to myself is. Because it's not just during a global pandemic where we need to take care of ourselves. That self-care piece is what builds up our reserves so that we are then better able to serve our customers and clients, our employees and staff, our families, the world. So I'm learning twofold about myself. Remembering how important time to myself is, and applying this in the future so that I don't just go back to the old normal where I try to meditate, I try to get enough sleep, I try to exercise, but I actually do those things on a very regular basis, hopefully optimally daily. 
The other thing that we have learned about ourselves and our business here at the Schuler Group is we had vulnerabilities we didn't realize. A little bit like Zoom realized they had vulnerabilities in their security access. They went from 10 million users to 200 million users within a matter of two months. That's something, that's an outrageous increase. And they didn't realize how vulnerable they were, but they found out very quickly because this situation is an accelerant and an intensifier. So because we were looking at our business more holistically, not just with regard to the pandemic, but in general, because again, those vulnerabilities are there, whether we're in the middle of a crisis or not, we realized we had vulnerabilities that aren't being exposed right now, but could be. And that has been very good for us to look at. So to summarize, what did you previously think was non-negotiable and couldn't change because it just had to be that way? How can you shift and adapt? Where are you vulnerable? What do you need to put in place now to take care of those vulnerabilities, and to set yourself up and your organization to thrive. What have you learned from all of this? I'd love to hear your thoughts over at www.theshulergroupllc.com. I think some amazing things are going to come out of this time. That's how I'd like to look at it, from that positive viewpoint of we'll come out stronger, more flexible, more able to adapt, and thriving. So, until next time, may you thrive.